Hi, you're listening to Lavish Hospitality. My name is Kim and welcome to, I would say my table, but I am recording from my favorite comfy chair that my husband had when we got married. It's now known as my chair, even to guests. Like I had a girl in my house today and she's like, oh, but wait, that's your chair. So um, yeah, it's it really is my chair. My dog isn't even allowed to sit in it. So welcome to my chair because my neighbors are doing yard work. So I'm not, um, you don't want to hear yard work in the, in the background of this podcast. And I'm not doing a solo podcast today. I am joined by a new friend that I met through the gram, through the socials, whatever. Um, and her name is Valerie Fentress. And Valerie, will you say hi, but then tell us who you are, what you do, and who you live with. Okay, well, I'm happy to be here. I'm Valerie Fendris. I'm a children's book author and a mom of three vivacious, crazy boys. We call them our two tornadoes and a hurricane. Nice. And that is, we lovingly call them those things. But um, I am a writer that just really wants to seek to speak God's truth to kids Mm -hmm. and to help them understand who they are in Christ and who God says they are. Awesome. How old are your boys? So you have an eight-year-old, a ten-year-old, and a fourteen-year-old. Okay, so we're we have a nine and ten. So we have two birthdays back to back with our anniversary in the middle this weekend. So <laughs> one just turned ten, and one will be nine next week. So ours are really close together. October babies rule. I'm so. telling you, they. I love my almost nine-year-old. He is. He's definitely more of the energetic than the other one. The other one yes. likes school more, likes to read, likes to draw, but. My, my Sebastian is, is all the energy. So, yes, yes. but three boys. So we have all energy here and what is it? I'm an introvert and I have extrovert children. (laughs) Yes. It's stretching me a lot. Yeah. That is really interesting that you bring that up. We, I really feel like I love to travel, but I'm still not an extrovert. Like I'm an, an extroverted introvert, I think. Um, But I really get my fuel from being here in my house by myself with it quiet or maybe a conversation with one person. So not a crowd of people or nothing. And my my older son is definitely like that. He wants to be everywhere all the time with whoever and he's going to make friends. My other son's like, he'll make friends and stuff, but he's my homebody. If we never leave the house, he'd be great. And I love to travel. So I'm like, okay. Um, so I usually have to split up my travel buddies. So, but how do you, how do you find, um, your quiet, not even in a creative, um, way, but how do you, how do you find that, that balance when you are an introvert and you have extroverted children? We have quiet time our house so you know of course kids when they were little there was nap time sure but when nap times went away quiet time remained because there was always this one to two hour time frame in our home that I just needed a break in my day yeah like I can love and be active and do and I love to explore with my kids and see things from their perspective but mama just needs a few <laughs> moments just to collect myself, yes. think my own thoughts before we enter the last half of our day. So okay. usually when my kids are home on the weekends, we still do quiet time. And it's just like, 
this is your time to yourself mm-hmm. to be on your own to be able to appreciate your brother yes appreciate your <laughs> yeah. brother what is that i do not know <laughs> so do your boys go to school or do you home we are we're, okay we are in public school okay so they are again those extroverts that just yeah. love that environment and love being around people yes We are struggling with, we love school and we love our friends. We don't like having to be here for eight hours. It's so tiring. Yeah, so I was at my middle, who I call the cream of our Oreo. He's like, Mommy, it's just so long to be away from you. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, sweet boy, I'm just going to skip you up and hold you forever. (laughs) I don't know if I would get that sweetness, but they'd be like, but it's it's too long away from, like, YouTube. (laughs) Who knows what I would get? I do get those sweet moments and we do cherish them. Right. I mean, they don't come often. So, so we take them. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so you wrote a children's book and before we get to the children's book, there's the story or the struggle or the, the learning behind it that you had to learn first before you wrote it. So can't tell us, I mean, tell us about the book, but that'll help us get to get to the struggle behind it. So go for it. Well, my book is called Beneath the Hood. It's a retelling woven with biblical truth. So it just takes the story of Red Riding Hood and really connects it to our own Christian walks that, you know, there's some new characters thrown Mm -hmm. in like a king and a sister and we're always just set on this path that God has given us and given a task of glorifying God in our actions and um, encouraging others. And I don't know, that seemed very overwhelming for me (laughs) as an introvert. And just through my own life journey, insecurity was a really big part of, I don't know, my growing up. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a quote that I saw on social media, which, you know, to see the positive side of social I know, media. right? Yeah, I've talked a lot about <laughs> that today. And the quote says that on our darkest days, mm-hmm. when I feel inadequate, unloved, unworthy, I remember whose daughter I am, and I straighten my crown. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those, those words, inadequate, unloved, and unworthy, were just words that I told myself so much in my young life and that just was that negative uh, soundtrack in my brain. And so when I saw that and just like, yes, wait, hold on. I can claim Mm -hmm. to be a child of the King, a, you know, I am a daughter of God. I, I'm not these things. I'm not inadequate. I'm not unloved. I'm loved. I'm precious. I'm, worthy I'm a you know I'm all these things Mm -hmm. that are so hard for me to to believe and it was just like this is a message I want to give my kids so that they can claim those truths of the Bible firsthand because the world is going to just constantly come at them and say you can't you won't you Mm -hmm. don't you aren't and to have that firm foundation of no I am I can straighten my crown and I can step out into whatever God calls me to do. And that's kind of the heart behind the story and what I wanted to communicate to kids and also to the people that are sure. reading the books to the kids too. Yeah, because, I mean, even at 45, like, those are still voices that are in my head at times. And 
I would say they are less if I do not, if I'm not on social media. Or especially if I'm, if I'm just minding my own business here in my house, they're a little right. less pervasive than if I'm trying to put myself out in the world. Yes. Like on socials, doing art, um, having people over because then I'm like, oh, well, do they like my house? Is my food uh -huh. good? Or whatever. So if I just lived in a cocoon with my husband who thinks I'm lovely and great and wonderful, I'm kidding. I mean, he does. But And my kids, then it would be a little easier. But we can't live in a, I mean, we don't live on a secluded island. Right. Yeah, we live in a world that's sending us messages left yeah. and right. And our own sinful brain will yeah. do yes. our own damage. Yeah, <laughs> and that, I was saying, you just said that. I'm like, I'm not meaning to say that. I wouldn't have those struggles even if I was all by myself because there's struggles in and of itself. But, but it is harder when we, when we focus on things outside of, of us. Like yes. yesterday, there's this whole big discussion going on in, our, in the town I live in about stuff. And, by the, and I was just following. I was clicking. I was reading comments. And they were just trash and angst. And it was awful. And... I was like, by the time my husband got home, I was like, but like, I mean, that totally like changed my whole day because uh -huh. I was filling my brain with these, with this conflict. Yeah. That, well, I would never have known about this if I wasn't reading it on social media. So I wouldn't have been conflicted. Right. Right. <laughs> but anyway, um, when, when you talk about the, the words like I am capable, I am enough, I am all these things. How do you how do you balance that from the world's look at that of a lot of like for a lack of better words, and I'm using quotes here, I am woman, hear me roar type things like I'm capable, I can go charge the world, or or I am so valuable because whatever. And they're not based in scripture. Right. Um, how do you balance the I am enough because what God did versus I am enough. I can go run my business. I can do whatever I am, all these things. Do you see that there's a difference or, or what? I'll let you take it over before I ramble. <laughs> well, it's a balance that we have to find because, you know, the world wants to continue to tell us, you know, I am one woman, hear me roar. And, you know, which sets up a non-biblical standard mm -hmm. of what a woman is. And, you know, it's one of those, I, I'm constantly having to go back to God's word. Mm -hmm. I have a, what is it? I did have, you know, in the back of your Bible, you usually have like one or two blank pages where you yes. can write notes. Well, I usually have, um, I filled it up. So I have some other pieces of paper. Oh yeah. So Just use washi but, tape, post-it notes. I get it. <laughs> there's never enough blank pages. No, I'm telling you. But um, it's kind of a list of who God says I am and what God says I mm. am capable of. And it's something I have to go back to over and over again. When, you know, I get wrapped up in social media, when I get wrapped up in my own emotional angst, my mm. own, if you've ever done the Enneagram stuff, oh. I have a, a wing six. So, okay. I'm, you know, <laughs> the, yes. what's the worst thing that can possibly happen? And the creative brain can go very, oh. very different places. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, believe me, I get it. I'm a three, four. Or uh -huh. a four or three, depending on how you look at it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those. I, I, 
constantly have to be reminding myself of Second Corinthians ten five of taking mm. captive every thought and making obedient mm. to Christ. Because it's easy to be like, you know, follow your heart. Yes. Your heart will lead you. It's like, no, 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 no. No. My heart is deceitful. The Bible oh, yeah. says this. Yep. My Bible's got, well, not my Bible, but my heart is going to want to say whatever it wants. Yeah. It's not going to lean towards truth and lean towards mm. the heart of loving your enemy or yeah. the heart of celebrating someone when you're not feeling very celebrated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those, like, it's that constant angst and the constant back and forth. But if we oh, yeah. just keep reminding ourselves of scripture, who we are and what God says about mm-hmm. us, leaping from that place, we can say we are capable and able through humility, through yeah. Christ, yeah. that we can do these things. That it's not on our own power that we do any of it, but it's all through Christ. Yeah, I think that's a really good point you brought up. It's it's not based out of of looking at us. It's based out of a of a stance of humility to focus on Christ. And that's a huge transition shift for people. Yes. Um mm-hmm. So, okay, so you've learned these through personal struggle. Now you had kids. Now you wrote a book. How do we how have you found, especially in a toxic world for kids is the only way I know to put it, um, between YouTube and video games and and Kindle Fires and all these things, how do you find ways to impart that to your boys especially? Because I think these these words that you're using, they're very in the daughter realm. That's true. Like, they're not they're words in- that... Yeah. I as a daughter needed to exactly, <laughs> but even on social media, everything you see that with those words on it, it's all pink. And here's a mm-hmm. like you said, here's a prince's crown with jewels. And I'm doing an art camp coming up this summer that's like for God's princesses for five to seven year olds. So mm-hmm. I'm already thinking along those lines. But we have boys, yeah. So how have and Red Riding Hood? I know Little Red Riding Hood's a girl, um, but how how can you maybe speak into for boy moms, we're boy moms. I mean, for any mom, of course. But <laughs> well, it's it's was it going back to second grade where you're learning synonyms and antonyms. You know, it's like, what does a boy want to hear? Mm-hmm. They want to hear they're brave. Mm-hmm. They want to hear they're strong. They want to hear that they can. You know, they want to hear they're capable sure. too. But it's just the the words are just a little different. Yeah, because of just in them, they want to be a warrior. They want mm-hmm. to defend the castle. They want to, you know, go and provide and protect. Yeah. And it's just finding those words to be like, this is what God says you are. Mm. This is how he has made you. He's, you're fearfully and wonderfully made it. You know, you're, uh, you're strong, mm. you're brave, you're, um, able to do what God has allowed you to do or what he's made mm-hmm. you to do. Yeah. And it's just, it's changing just the way that we speak to our kids, you know, whenever they come across some sort of I don't know, content, wherever mm. it's coming from, we play a game called uh, spot the lie that we learned oh, from okay. one of our um, pastors at our church. Yeah. And it's one of those like, okay, we're watching television and let's say a commercial comes up and, you know, we'll mute the next few commercials. If there's like a phrase like, you know, I can't think of one right now, of course, but um, just like, uh, what is it? The Chevy one. I don't, uh, the strong, the the rock, 
Yes. You know, it's like a Chevy slogan or something. Oh, yeah. Yep. And 80s Christian t shirts that, yeah. Yes, yes. And so it's just one that's like, okay, guys, spot the lie in this. And I mean, they're 8, 10, and 14. So it takes a little bit of uh, coaxing sometimes. Yeah, you have to coach (laughs) them. That's why we're here. Yeah, yeah. And so we just kind of play these games of what's the trick? What's the truth? You know, Mm. Where's the lie? Where? What are they trying to communicate here? Yeah. Um, and you know, how does that stack up against a biblical worldview? Because I think if we are pushing our not pushing, <laughs> if we are trying to teach our kids yeah. to look at the world from a biblical worldview, then everything's going to look different. Mm-hmm. Everything has to either. You know, was it? We have to compare and contrast mm-hmm. what the world is telling us to what um, the Bible says, and you know, it's been one of those fun things with my kids is just to constantly be learning about how the Bible was created and how many people were involved and how many years, mm-hmm. and for them to be like, this has stood up the test of time. This is like the number one best selling book yeah, true. Yep. <laughs> of all time. Exactly. So it it speaks so much to what our heart desires mm-hmm. to know. We desire to know God. I mean, back Genesis, Genesis one twenty seven. you know, sure. man and God is just like, we want to be known. We want yeah. to be loved. We want to be seen. And, you know, Satan wants to take every good, perfect gift that God has given yes. us. And he wants to taint it. He wants to change it. Mm-hmm. He wants to get our eyes off of God. Yeah so that we'll get lost in this busy world and forget about God. And that's the goal and the trick. And every time that we can just, you know, take those sweet moments, just, I mean, it just takes a moment to be Mm -hmm. like, Hey, where's the lie in this? What does God really say about who you are? You know, Mm -hmm. and what does your heart want out of this? Why are you enjoying this? And to be like, okay, well, are you putting too much joy in this video game and not enough joy in our devotional times? Oh night? yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We get that. We get that. It's a real world. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Like ours, my husband reads whatever book we're reading in the morning. Um, right now we're reading Marty Mikowski's wonderfully, uh, wonderfully something wonderful, wonderful. There we go. Um, it's how Jesus is in the Psalms. So, mm-hmm. um, but we also watch World Watch. And if you don't know what World Watch is, I'll put that in the show notes. Um, we love it. It's like a Christian biblical worldview on what's going on in the world. Nine to ten minutes. And out of all of that, they care more about getting to the end of World Watch to see if there's some funny thing that the Big Bash does at the end that's so comical and funny. Out of yes. all those things, we're like, okay, well. So we're working on it, though. We're a work in progress. Exactly. Exactly. You're, you're providing the opportunity. <laughs> exactly. So hopefully they'll remember something besides what they do. It's funny. Um, and usually the questions come at like 9 p.m. at night. Like, Mom, oh. why were the Pharisees so mad at Jesus? I'm like, yeah. oh, sweet Jesus. I'll tell this you about it in the morning. Good night. Yeah, like, I want to <laughs> lean into this, but it's my bedtime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, believe me. We, yeah, we are early to betters. Um It's so funny if I text a friend randomly late, like after 10 o'clock, they're like, whoa, what's wrong? You're up. (laughs) I do lay here and watch television. I don't always go to bed at eight o'clock. 
<laughs> you mentioned something um, a few minutes ago that um, was talking about being busy and quiet. Like, like this world is going to tell you and tell us. I mean, we're both creatives. I I don't spend a lot of my time writing uh, children's books, but you do. I paint and um, cook and create that way. So um, the world does tell us, well, what if you're not busy? What if you're not doing a book project right now? What if you're not preparing for a market? I've got three markets in the next two months. Like, well, you're not busy. You're just sitting there playing a video game or reading a book for fun. Okay, something's wrong. But then we tell our boys the same thing because... Most of the times, like we've got, and right now we are like this for the next four months, we've got something every night of the week. Mm-hmm. So well, what, what do you do if you're not busy? Well, we just play video games. Well, I'd rather you go run a lap than play video games, <laughs> but um, we're just in that stage of life. But um, I was sitting at a play, a kid's play the other day, and I heard the mom say behind me, like, man, my kids are just so stressed out. They've been at every rehearsal and... Who they're like panic attacks, and they're I'm like they're nine. Like this should not be the case, right? But yeah. that is what our culture is speaking to our kids, and mm-hmm. how can we convey to them what God wants for them? Well, and you know, part of that is modeling. You know, as parents, our kids are going to, for better or worse, mm, yes. do what we do, not what we say. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's important for us to build in seasons of rest, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> going back to Genesis here. I mean, yep. God seventh, day, seventh yep. day was rest. And yes, the, the, <laughs> the Sabbath in its, you know, biblical form is hard to accomplish and takes a lot of discipline yes. if you choose to <laughs> Stick to one day a week being your, your day of rest. But I know in our home, we always build in a season of rest. So uh, right now we are in a season of rest okay. as mommy forgot to sign people up for soccer. Oh, nice. <laughs> you were mom of the year award like winner yeah, right there, weren't you? I got my trophy over here. Yes. <laughs> but um, we're not hustling and bustling. We yeah. might have one, one or two days in the week that is a little bit more busy and it's the fast dinner Yep. instead of the thought through dinner. The McChicken but, um, from McDonald's. I mean, my boys love Wednesday nights. They're like, McChicken! Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they see the word out on our schedule, they're like, yes! yes. We're going to eat out. <laughs> oh, I get it. Believe me. But yeah, building in those seasons of rest where it's be like, it's okay to not do anything. Yeah. It's okay to sit and be still and what is it psalms forty six ten. Mm-hmm. be still and know that i am god yeah. it's in that stillness that we can have those moments the lord questions of i never if i don't sit still long enough i'm not going to have time to really think and process yeah. and um allow my brain to go creative places if that's where I want my brain to go or to go to places where I'm confused and, or even my kids are confused. And my kids are like, first thing my 14 year old does is what are we doing today? I'm like, nothing. Yeah. And he's like, really? Like, yep, we got nothing. You got the day to figure it out. We have an anagram at our house that um, board stands for be creative, go outdoors, read something, earn 
consume something or exercise or do something for someone else. Hmm. And it's one of those, you see so much on Pinterest and so yeah. many other places of trying to fill this boredom void. Yes. And I'm like, this is your problem, not mine. Yeah. I'm not bored. I can find you something to do, but you don't want me to find you something No, to um, do. it's going to look different. You're not going to want to do it. But I really love that. And I'm going to probably have you send that to me um, as an email so I can stick that in the in the show notes. Sure. Just um, So I can use that for my kids because I feel like I use... I have never been a mom that if they watch TV, I'm using it as a babysitter. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've i got to be able to have them doing something if I'm going to get anything done around the house. Like, Agreed. And I'm like, so we put limits on things, but, uh-huh. but I want them. The summers always start out well. And then by the time they get home from school, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make dinner. You watch something because I want to uh-huh. give them a break from having their nose in a book for eight hours. We're sitting at a desk and sometimes those TV times go longer if it's been a long day or anything or we're just busy and I'm tired. Uh Um, But I love that to be able to get them to think through things like, hey, before you sit down, you get 30 minutes of TV today. If you're bored, go look at this. Or if you don't know what to do, go figure that out. So that Uh and it helps them troubleshoot. Yeah. So it helps them. it allows them the chance to explore their own interests as yeah. well. You're like, I'm bored. Well, you need to figure that out. Buddy. Yep. <laughs> and they're like, well, what am I going to do? It's like, well, you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, for my creative kids, it's a lot easier. For my uh, social kids, it's a little bit more of a struggle because I want someone to be with yes. them all the time yep. and play with them all the time. And it's, you know, just giving that little bit of like, okay, buddy, I'm going to play with you for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then mommy's got to do some of my have tos. Yeah. <laughs> and um, just building in that, you know, ability to explore ideas, explore sometimes what annoys my brother, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, we got that down in our house. Yeah, that one's so. down. That one's easy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> How do you find time as a creative? And it looks differently. I know whatever season your kids are or um, if they're in traditional school or homeschool. So I know that. But what does your creative time look like? Your work time? My work time. Well, I try try to kind of limit my work time for those hours that my kids are in school. Yes. Yep. I, you know, what is it? I'm a planner. I'm not good at following through with my plan, but I am good at planning. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. But it's one of those just trying to um, make sure that I am doing all the things that I need to do in that time frame so that when my kids get home, my focus is them mm-hmm. and or the laundry or the, the other things yes. that have to get done. But I also have to realize that my creativity looks differently in some seasons like some seasons I just got done finishing all my blog posts for next year. And so that was a very intense season. So right now I'm wow. like, wow, you are on top of it. If I'm not, like, <laughs> like I said, I'm a planner that struggles with follow through. So if I don't get it all done, it's not going to happen. That's awesome. <laughs> but I'm mm. in the season right now. I'm like, okay, I finished this big project. I need to decompress. Yes. I need to paint. I need to, organize my medicine cabinet. You know, I need to something, do something yeah. that, 
totally opposite of creativity to sure. allow my brain the space to be like, huh, what would happen if this, this, and this happened in a story? You know, to allow my brain the room and the freedom and the time to yeah. be quiet and still and ask those crazy questions yeah. that they like to ask. <laughs> Yeah, and I definitely when I like when I go through a busy season, I just came out of one. The whole next week, like I delivered a huge painting and had a great conversation with people in Atlanta last Monday, and I didn't do anything the rest of the week. Uh-huh. I just did not have I did not have the motivation. I did not have the creative energy. I think I may have cooked some, but we ate out a lot. I was exhausted. I was more mentally exhausted than physically. Uh Um, I had no creative juices in my reservoir, nothing. And I played, like, literally one day I played, like, four hours of a game on my iPad. And my husband, you know what he said? Good for you. He didn't (laughs) say, he didn't berate me, why didn't you get the laundry done? Or why are we eating out? You had four hours. You could have, I mean... All these voices that I could have heard in my head. Mm-hmm. When I told him, I'm like, babe, I've just sat here for a few hours and I've played a math game on my phone. And he's like, well, good for you. And I'm like, I love my husband. <laughs> he gets you. He gets you. Your creative side. That we need yeah. creati- creatives. We just need that yes. law space. Yep. Because creative energy does wear us out mentally and physically and oh, emotionally. Yeah. Yep. And when those reservoirs, like you said, are empty, we just need to like, Bleh. Exactly. <laughs> now he probably wishes my desk got clean in that downtime too, but it hasn't. So no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but again, it goes back yeah. to, we need rest. We need that time to just sit and yes. be still for, for us to recoup, to refill, to, just reconnect Mm -hmm. with the people sitting next to us sometimes. And, you know, it's one of those, we're built and need rest. And when we don't take it, that busyness is going to lead us to be stressed out like that little nine-year-old bus. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Poor kiddo. Poor kids. Poor kids, stressful kids. Um, We we use some material from a company called Good Kind. They're out Mm -hmm. of uh, my former church in Durham. But they have a Sabbath box. And we just got it. We're trying to use it. And every everybody's Sabbath is going to look different. Like my husband has off Monday from his main job, but he does ministry at our church on Sunday. So that's not Sabbath for him. That's four right. more hours of work. So mm-hmm. um, and any ministry wife will tell you that. We used to be in full-time ministry, but now we're bivocational, which is like he has a job every day except for Monday. Well, Monday uh-huh. is like, the kids go back to school. We're trying to do this. We're going here. I've already taken about two days off, so I need to get to work. And so I've been thinking through Sabbath and what that will look like. And at least for this season, I'm going to take Friday, like at Friday at 12 on uh-huh. till my kids get home at five and then Sunday from 12 on. So I'm not trying to push it into Monday when right. doctor's appointments and stuff like this. But Fridays, it'll be good because Friday mornings I can use to do the laundry, make sure I have the groceries for the weekend, like mm-hmm. finish these projects. And then Friday afternoon, I can take a longer walk. I can do a longer hike. I can sit at a coffee shop. I can cook something fun just for fun and yeah. just be in my kitchen and hang out, but not be like, I'm making a mess. Like, oh no. Um, <laughs> so, or I can just be creative in a way that, 
I don't have to go immediately post this on Facebook and put it in my Etsy shop. So I can post it later on Facebook. I mean, on Instagram. But that is the biggest thing for me is people communicate with me through the socials. Uh Um, And so if I just put my phone on on, um, Do Not Disturb for 13 hours, like, okay, well, nobody can get in touch with me, which... I like, I know it's not the end of the world. I'm not that popular, but, um, that's hard for me. And it's, it's hard to not always show what I'm doing. And so I know that's an idolatry thing, but it's also, I don't like to just rest and be quiet thing all the time either. So that's true. It's one of those, like, you know, we are so geared to be connected Mm. with people, to have relationships to be heard and to be seen and social media provides that, mm-hmm. but it, it provides a very shallow version of that. Yep. And so we can chase after it and chase after it because we want to feel connected. But if we don't take a step away from it and really look at what are we truly connecting yep. with? And then it's going to be a joy dealer. Than a yeah. Yeah. And if we come, if we come to social media and if our kids, like my kids don't have social media yet, they won't for a long time. But if we or our kids try to come to social media with longing for something, it's going, Uh it it is going to fill it. It's not going to fill it with what we need. So even, I mean, I don't always love because this whole rule following thing is hard for me. But or legalism, I would say in a way that word word before world is hard for me because I wake up sometimes at four o'clock and I'm like, well, I can't get my dog up yet. So I'm not going downstairs. I don't have a light in our room. I'm going to sit here on my phone. And sometimes I do better in seasons where I'm reading a Proverbs before I get on there. But it's like, okay, so if I answer my email first, is it sinful? Like, it's just... This this creative brain does not do well with legalism. So yes. <laughs> um, it's like that manager mind versus maker mind. I'm like definitely uh-huh. a maker. So um, <laughs> it's just, it's hard. But I think it's, it is, we have to come to that with truth. We have to come to the socials with uh-huh. outside relationships with truth. And where are we going to find the truth? We're going to find truth in the word of God. Yes, not out there. Yes. So, um. How can people find your book that you've talked about and find more about you before we get to our last two questions? Uh, the best place to go is my website, which is just ValerieFentress.com. I have my blog on there and a monthly newsletter. That's just the best way to kind of keep on top of what I'm up to mm-hmm. and what I'm doing with my books as well as what's going on in, on my blog. And I also do an author interview series on my Instagram with a bunch of other um, authors that um, I follow and uh, so that's kind of the best place to look for me you can Those always find my books on Amazon and which is fun and uh, some libraries have it have my stuff too so those are the best places to find me and um, yeah we're kind of a little bit everywhere yeah I really <laughs> love that when I um, when I go next to my library I'll see if they have it first of all but if not you can always recommend it if people recommend a book they usually try to get it in, but uh-huh. especially with a lot of children's book nowadays feeding in the lies from the world, yes. we need to give them 
books that point them to something bigger than them, which is the gospel. So, yes. Um, yeah, that's always a great place to, if you see any good book out there that your kids are enjoying to see if it's at your local library yeah. too, because you'd be surprised at how many books are just kind of pulled off the shelf randomly and taken home. And, you know, if you can speak truth to little children, mm-hmm. then it's going to take root yeah. sooner. Than- <laughs> no, and that's, that's definitely true. Um, Okay, the last two questions for this season. One has to do with the season we're in, and that is, what are your favorite things about fall? Okay, so I live in Texas, and Texas, our fall is... Very short. (laughs) Uh, Words for Texas fall. It's weird. (laughs) But um, fall, you know, we're coming off of summer, and summer in Texas is in the 100 degrees. It's hot. It's yucky. It's... No one wants to be outside. So what I love about fall is the crisp, crisp, cool mornings mm-hmm. and evenings where my kids want to be outside. Cool. I call outside my happy place. I love yes. to just be out there and sit out there and to have a place that you're not going to sweat as soon mm-hmm. as you sit outside yep. <laughs> makes fall all the more wonderful. I get it. <laughs> we have a deck and this is definitely our favorite time of the year to sit out on our deck. Um, either in the evenings or mostly in the mornings after I get back from taking the kids to school, we'll sit out there and have yes. our quiet time or something like that. So, yes, um, Just watch the morning happen. I know. Right. And we have pine trees all around us. We live in Georgia, so definitely different, but still the South. Um, but the dog can run around and be crazy and get his zoomsies out and we're good. Um, yep. <laughs> what the, the last question is, what is your last best book you read and as I was telling you beforehand some people really stressed with that question there's no need to stress on this podcast um so whatever book comes to mind or whatever just talk about a book (laughs) well I have no problem talking about books books (laughs) it's a love language for me yes but so I could talk about books for another hour (laughs) I love them too they are fun (laughs) but uh what is it? The best book that I've read recently is Once Upon a Wardrobe by Patty Callahan. Yes. I, I am a C.S. Lewis fan. Same. And Narnia, we usually read once or twice a year because yep. I love it so much. And so this was a really sweet story just of looking at Narnia in a different light and kind of where this idea came mm. from and just the hope that it gives a little boy and a family mm-hmm. that's going through a hard time. I really enjoyed it. Well, I have, I've probably gotten to about chapter two on it. Fiction is not on my, on high on my list. Because usually if I do have time to read, I put it into the, like I was saying, oh, I have to prepare for this. So I need to read on that. And, or I listen to podcasts. I'm a huge podcast Uh listener, but I do listen to a lot while on my walks or whatever. So it's on my hoopla shelf. Um, nice. my neighbor who loves to read, she's a huge fiction reader. She's also read it and loves it. So, um, that's another vote of confidence, but a lot of pa- Patty Callahan books, um, a lot of people rave about. So they're really good. It's yeah. just, and I've read, what is it? Mrs. Lewis or mm-hmm. becoming Mrs. Lewis. Yep. Yes. Yes. And so I've read both of those and those are really sweet. It's just one of those, I don't know. She has a way of just making the everyday seem very sweet mm. and meaningful. And yeah. I think we all desire that. Yep. And <laughs> makes us want to read them more. So yeah. I'm a fiction reader. So okay. 
my t- my list of nonfiction books is very high, but if a fiction book will fall in there, uh, the then TBR, you'll read it. Then I'll read. I'll read the fiction before I will the nonfiction. I get it. I have a few um, more like Christian fiction authors that they're Christians and then they write fiction, um, but and I can fly through their books and I love them. And when a new one comes out, I know what I'm doing that day or mm-hmm. the three days. <laughs> But it takes a it takes a really good fiction book for me to like plow through it like that. Right. Um, yes. So like a place to hang the moon was that one, and the last bookshop is it the last bookshop in London? That was yes. another one that I listened to that I was just like, how do I need to go in the car? Okay, cool. I'll listen to it. <laughs> so <laughs> I get. It. Do you listen to books more or read books more, or are you Kindle I, or paper? Like I, I love holding books. Yes. Yep. So I love okay, snowing we can be them. friends. <laughs> We're kindred spirits. Right? Right. So yeah, I, I'm a paperback or even hardback, but just, I love to have them in my hand. My husband and I joke that I have a bunch of dust collectors on the shelf. I'm like, well, he calls them dust collectors. I call them like, uh, what is it? Scrapbooks. Like sure. They're, they're journeys I've gone on. They're friends I've hung yep. out with. They're experiences I've had, you know, memories on a shelf not yeah. just not uh, just collectors. a book so <laughs> oh yeah eric and i were both in seminaries and you have to have uh lots of library uh shelves for being in seminary but mm-hmm. um, we've had to part ways with a lot of books so yes. um that's really hard that is hard <laughs> um, there's never enough shelf space there's not there's not and so we have piles everywhere but Valerie, it was lovely to talk with you today and just hearing the encouragement that we can give our kids to, to believe the truth that hopefully we as their parents set before them, but that God has laid out for them Uh were were some great reminders also for ourselves. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed our conversation. Awesome. Y'all please go find Valerie on Instagram. I'll link that in the show notes. Go Uh, purchase her book or recommend her book to your local library. That always helps authors. I know every author I know would be like, yes, yes, praise hands, uh, claps, whatever emoji you want to use. And we will join you next time. See you next time on the Lavish Hospitality Podcast. Thanks so much.